And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, DC Matthews, and the unendorsed Doc Manson. Hello and welcome to DDT Wrestling. I'm Doc Manson, at Doc Manson on Twitter, and I am joined, as always, by DC Matthews, at DC Matthews, N-A-I on Twitter. What is happening to the show? I told you, I'm the host. Left is right, up is down, black is white. Welcome to the brand new DDT podcast, starring me, Doc Manson. Hi, everyone. I'm... (laughs) I'm DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I said and, that. And I'm I a good am, host. I said I that. Am, I am pleased to be allowed to share the podcast stage with the esteemed Doc Manson. So th- thank you for thank having you. me on your thank show. Thank you for absolutely. I'd also like to welcome our third panelist here tonight. Um, Oscar, say hello. That was him knocking <laughs> my microphone <laughs> stand. If you heard that little tip tapping back and forth. Good boy, buddy. Tip tap a shabadoo. So let me ask you a question, there, DC. Oh, okay, you take it. I'm I just saw you back. taking a swig out of a thing right there. What were you drinking? What are you having tonight? I am having some delightful dihydrogen monoxide. That sounds dangerous. It's. I'm a rebel. I am living on the edge. Have I'm, you ever gotten dihydrogen monoxide in your eyes? Uh, I probably when I take a shower. Okay, I don't know if you know this, but if you do get it in your eyes, I've read the safety data sheets for dihydrogen monoxide, and it says that if you should happen to get it in your eyes, that you should probably flush profusely for 15 minutes with water, just so you know. The problem that I have with that is that every time I, you know, press the handle, there's a delay before I can press the handle again. I can't flush profusely for 15 minutes. There's a gap in between while the bowl fills up. I see what you did there. Thank you. That was Um, clever. So, Doc. Yes? It's a shame nothing has happened in the last week in the world of professional wrestling for us to talk about. I agree. It's been a pretty boring week. They're just sort of following the threads that they laid down months ago, and it's just business as usual. I think we should probably just uh, cancel the entire wrestling talk for the rest of the show and talk about uh, Christmas cookies or uh, holiday traditions. How about yourself? You got any? Uh, you got a tree up yet? You got yourself any tinsel spread around or, or what? We do. We do not have a tree up. We usually don't go for a, a traditional tree. <clears throat> we do some, you know, auxiliary decorating. Uh, we brought home some construction paper pilfered from our places of employment and we're that gonna sounds make some, illegal we're gonna make some ring things and we're gonna make some uh mrs matthews does this very cool like wreath thing out of construction paper i have no idea really how she does it but it looks beautiful would you please remind the um listeners here i'm sorry the readers would you please remind the readers the readers oh indeed the readers of the ddt podcast uh could you please remind the readers if you have children I do not. I currently do not. There are no baby Matthews running okay. about. So um, I, I, then I'm going to assume then these these construction paper chains are, are purely for your own enjoyment. Correct? Yes. They they are they are festive. They're red and green. We hang them up. We 
<clears throat> you know, they adorn our bay window. Uh, we have some other, you know, kind of Christmas decorations that do we you, put uh, out. Do you ever thread popcorn? We do not thread popcorn. Okay. Uh, we we are also, you mentioned tinsel earlier. We are not big tinsel fans. Okay. Um, I'm not one for garland. Would you say you deck the halls? We we do some moderate decking. There's have some you, moderate decking happening. Do you have any uh, fondness for mistletoe? We we don't put it up. I, I certainly have a fondness for it. But uh, what we, would Mrs. Matthews do if you were to hang some mistletoe above the bed? Um, after she stopped laughing, <laughs> I think she would say, "Get that junk." Out of here. Uh, now, when have, she said a, junk, would she be referring to the mistletoe or to, well, I don't, moving on? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I feel uncomfortable, which means DDT Wrestling is on the air. So uh, our email address, uh, Doc did an excellent job taking the the opening reins. Whether or not that makes him the host or not is... Just for this week. That's fine. We can alternate. Um, <laughs> DDTWrestling at gmail.com is where you can find us on the Gmail and the email. And we do hope that you do send an email. I want to thank um, Erica at Grievance Error B for sending us a delightful baked pesto pasta recipe. If you don't know uh, at Grievance Error B, she is a wonderful member of the neighborhood. And she also makes delightful pay-per-view dinners. I believe it's hashtag pay-per-view dinners where she talks about what she's making for each event. I don't remember whether or not she made the baked pesto pasta for TLC or if it was just something that came up in conversation, but she sent the recipe and I haven't had the chance to make it yet, but it does look delightful. So is Erica a um, culinary professional? I don't believe she is a culinary professional. I just she is someone enthusiast. who has an she has an enthusiasm for professional wrestling and an enthusiasm for fine food, which we all should have. This is that so could I, that could be the tagline for our show. Are you are you familiar with Erica enough to say that she regularly is putting together these sorts of meals and I believe every month she is letting people know what she's making for the pay-per-view. Hashtag pay-per-view dinners is a thing. But uh, you know you know we are not very close. We in, we converse on the Twitter as one is wont to do. I, I do appreciate that you've been tweeting a little bit more. Only barely. Uh, but, but I mean, back to Erica for a second here. Erica, if you're listening, I don't know if you listen to the podcast or if you just uh, you just tweet back. We're gonna and forth. we're gonna let her know that she should listen to this week's episode because she is a uh, a person of interest, star in player. You're a six star player. In. All right, so Erica, here's a question for you. If this is going coming from Doc. Uh, Especially during, you know, this winter season, one of my uh, drinks of choice is a nice fine bourbon, or perhaps a nice ride whiskey. And, uh, you know, I'm just wondering if you have any recipes that you think would pair nicely with a uh, nice little glass of bourbon in the evening. So, uh... Feel free to send that one in. I'd be really glad to hear it. Well, and I'll add a question to myself. As as Doc asks, I am a fan of um, the water to drink. So if you have any recipes that go well with water, could you send them my way? Because I'm You're always a total killjoy. I'm always looking to expand my repertoire, as they say. Um, I, I just want to know your first impressions on the last, you know, you, you joked that things are following the usual patterns. And well, while you might believe that in some form or fashion, we have had an exciting week 
in the world of professional wrestling. What is the biggest takeaway here as we sit on Thursday evening, Doc Manson at Doc Manson? Um, the biggest thing you took away from uh, whether it was TLC Sunday, Raw Monday, NXT TakeOver Wednesday, your biggest impression right now, what's on the forefront of your brain? I would say the thing that is at the forefront of my brain is how they mishandled Asuka's match with Emma. Uh, I really felt it was too back and forth. I think Asuka probably should have just dominated the heck out of that match and run through Emma. I don't think Emma has been built up enough as a credible threat to where that back and forth was warranted. And if anything, I think it took momentum away from Asuka. She still won the match, of course, and she did overcome great obstacles to do so. But... Um, I just I do think she should have been more dominating than she was. Um, that's just my own personal opinion, but that's where I stand on the development of Oscar's character in All NXT. Right. Well, I will say this: I have never been an Emma fan, and uh, she I did wrote, great. I wrote a running diary. You always like when I promote my work. I did a running diary because I got home late. Um, I so I watched. NXT TakeOver, uh, pretty much right as soon as it ended, I got home and sat down to watch. And so I just took out a notebook and started writing down my thoughts, and I wrote a column. You can find it on NewAgeInsiders.com. And one of the things that I did say about Emma, besides the fact that she looked like the big boss man with the glasses and those... I hate those gloves. um, Is she impressed me. I have never been impressed with Emma, but I thought she did well. Um, I thought it was a fool's errand to try to match speed and technical wizardry with Asuka. You're just asking to look dumb. And the beginning of the match, she she did kind of look dumb. Um, but there was a moment there where she was winning, and she she was impressive. So I you know I I, thought I will that, say go for it. I don't. I said that I don't think Emma has been built up enough for the performance that she gave. But I will say, this last little bit, having her out there with Dana, the stuff they've been doing with Asuka on a weekly basis, has shown me that Emma is capable. And even though she's a heel, she doesn't act like the heels that we're used to seeing on the main roster from the women's division. Some people, you know, you know the word I'm thinking of, the B word. I don't want to say it on the podcast. But people complain that all the heel women just ask, act like bees. And Bellas. Bellas. I think the word you're looking for is Bellas. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes. Synonymous with the term I'm thinking of, absolutely. And, you know, they're not wrong. Um, you can even see Charlotte. I know Charlotte's sort of picking up her old man's habits, but the way that she's acting has just been, you know, the most common denominator. I don't. I, I feel like Emma is rising above that. She doesn't have that... Those same personality traits. I feel like she's forging her own sort of path in that heel role, and I actually think she's been doing a good job with it. So, mm-hmm. I don't think Emma's gonna ever lead the women's division. She's got a better chance of it than Bailey does. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, but I do think she's she can be a fine role player, and and that's what happened. And, and if this match, you know, Oscar is as over as you're going to get. And if she was able to help get Emma over while also winning, I'm happy with that. Did I like the? I thought the match was good. Did I think at any point Oscar could just you know sit up and kick Emma's lights in? Yeah. But the match was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed NXT less. 
than many of the neighborhood did. I, I didn't think the, it was that good of a show. I thought the first two matches were excellent. I'll, I'll talk, me what I'll talk about... Well, Asuka and Emma opened the show, yes, which I thought was, was a great choice. Um, and the my favorite match of the night was Enzo and Cass versus Dash and Dawson. I was marking out... It was a good match. Left and right for that Here's match. my issue with that match. Um, and it's the curse, I think, of the NXT Tag Team Championship belts. I feel like Dash and Dawson have as much personality as Blake and Murphy did before Alexa Bliss joined them. They seem completely devoid of any sort of personality or character. Dare I say, they approach black holes of charisma. I don't think they're that bad. I don't think they're as unwatchable as true black holes of charisma tend to be. They're certainly very talented in the ring. But if you... If I had to tell you right now on the spot which one was Dash and which one was Dawson, I could not do it. Nor could I tell you what kind of personality they were, other than we're kind of good wrestlers. But, like, I don't know if they're cocky. I don't know if they're actually... I mean, I guess I know that they're heels because they attacked Enzo and Cass outside of matches the last couple of weeks. But, like, I can't remember a single promo they gave. I can't remember any sort of justification for anything they ever did. Uh, I, I just... They are... They're black holes in terms of what I could tell you that I know about them. And I think that's a failing. And it's kind of funny that it seems like that's what we've been seeing from the NXT tag title holders, with the exception of the Villains. But Blake and Murphy held those belts for a long time, and now Dash and Dawson... And I feel the same way about both of those teams. How do you well, feel? Well, I love Dash and Dawson. And uh, I, but I will freely admit, part of my column was I, I thought they were the other guy. I think Scott Dawson is the bald guy with the interesting facial hair. I have no idea. And None. Dash Wilder is the other one who has the hair who kind of looks like Curtis Axel. One of them looks like Curtis Axel, and one of them looks like... Uh, Arn Anderson. I was going to say Arn of. Anderson. Yeah. Um, I love them, and it's not just that they broke out a whole lot of moves that I haven't seen in years, and I was just filled with love for that. Um, the fact that they don't have a, a easily discernible character is kind of the point. They are the throwbacks. They are the throwbacks to the age when you had guys who came out with the jackets and the towel and they just wrestled. That's what they are. They are wrestlers. They are mechanics. I wish well, they called themselves the mechanics, although... I think they could do a better job of getting that across if that's That the might case. be true. And and maybe part of that is, and I've, I come back to this time and time again, 60 minutes a week. You have 60 minutes a week to tell all of your stories. You're not going to be able to have a, a moment, especially you when... You would think you have that to have, you would spend one moment at least every two weeks or so with your tag team champions, though. I don't think that's too much to ask, regardless but of what you've, the time crunch is. But you've seen these shows. They don't. They have time for a five to seven minute, let's talk about Finn Balor again, and mm-hmm. let's talk about his connection to the United Kingdom, but they don't tell all of their stories. And that's why I personally believe one of the questions of the NAI 150 is, what is the ideal taping length or a show length for NXT and 60 minutes I believe is currently winning I personally don't feel that way they do not have enough time to tell all of their stories in 60 minutes it needs to be at least 90 120 might be a little much 
Um, I'd watch I it know, every single week. I don't know if you've heard this rumor going around. There's a brand new SmackDown announcer. I don't remember his name, Moro Ronaldo or something like that. Um, and he said that SmackDown was going to become a Raw slash NXT hybrid. Now, I don't really know how I feel about it. I'm not in love with that idea, but I, I do think NXT needs more time to be able to tell their stories. And Dash and Dawson are one of those, because we saw Enzo and Cass come out and cut that very serious promo, and part of that's because they're going to be in the WWE by the Rumble. That's my prediction, is they're, they're done. This was their last NXT Who? event. Enzo and Cass, they're done. They're moving up to the main roster. You saw that Where video. Where they continue to lose. Yes, got it. Maybe. But are they going to feud with the New Day? And we'll see Enzo and Xavier. Hey, that's one of the few things I can think of that would make me interested in New Day again. Well, there you go. Um, so I, I think, you know, the focus hasn't been on them, and that is a shame. And they should be putting more of a focus on their tag team champions, and hopefully they do. But I like them because they remind me of... Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard when they were a team. They remind me of the teams that I don't. I'm, I don't disagree. They just need to do a better job of uh, uh, getting for that sure. Across. For sure. If if I can't tell them apart, that's a problem. That's a problem. But if you're going to hit a slingshot suplex, a reverse figure four, and that top rope, I believe it's called Shatter Machine, which I lost my mind for. I'm happy. That was my favorite match of the night. Um, the rest of the card, you know, the main event was good. But I can't care any less about Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews. And I'm sorry to say that because I like Apollo Crews as an in-ring talent. But there is nothing for me there. How do you feel about Apollo Crews? I, I like Apollo we- Crews. That feud does nothing for me. I thought it was interesting how Baron Corbin said to go back to Ring of Honor. Did you catch that? Did you do the research? Me? Yeah. No. I saw a bunch of people outraged about it on Twitter. You know why? Mm. He was never in Ring of Honor. Oh no! Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I, had, yeah. I looked. I, I stopped and looked. I at thought it. you I were actually, gonna. T- I thought you were gonna tell me he actually was ring in, in Ring of Honor. No, no, no. He never was. He did Dragon yeah. Gate. He did right. some other stuff. Um, I thought. I thought that, that was all right. That was the best thing Baron Corbin's ever done. I agree. Was say that that if was he comes hilarious. out next week and you know addresses. That I hope he does. I hope he addresses. It. I hope uh, the interviewer brings it up, and I hope he says something along the lines of "Ring of Honor, Dragon's Gate." I don't care what bingo hall you played in. That would be amazing. That's the kind of personality that he hasn't had. Yes, He's just been this silent, tall, brooding guy with a and, crease. <laughs> with a crease, and he doesn't have the physical look to be that way but if he's going to be this independent wrestling sucks i came up through wwe i'm in the major league hey i think that's a great gimmick i i'm suddenly you have just sold me a way to get interested in baron corbin uh-huh. manson okay. i can i can he will no longer be tall and terrible if that happens he'll go he will he will even stretch beyond tall and tolerable mm-hmm. if if that i happens. think that I would like be that. an interesting road for the character to take, especially given the number of people who came mm-hmm. up through the independents that are currently in NXT. Especially if he's going to continue to be in NXT for a while. Uh, I don't know whether or not his time on that roster is limited or not, but... If if Enzo and Cass aren't the next up, Corbin is. Yeah, I, think. I would those, think so. Those are the next two guys. You know, a lot of people were tweeting that um, you know, Corbin's next in line for a title shot against Finn Balor. 
Which is good, because I don't really like to watch main events anyways, I guess. So I was very skip. confused by having Apollo Crews uh, take the fall in that match. It really seemed like he was, I was the right I was looking. Here. I was looking up whether or not he had ever been in Ring of Honor, and all of a sudden I, you know, I heard end of days, and, I'm, and I didn't even look up, because I'm like, oh, he'll kick out. And then I heard them count three and stared at the screen, like, wait, what? So you I will know, say I wasn't expecting it. So, I, it was surprising. You know. I liked that the the matches, a lot of the matches across the whole show, but especially in those first two. But even this one, um, you know, false finishes are such a, a, a wasted thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, um, I believed that Emma was going to win at one point, and it was with the disqualification part. But I was yeah. like, and I was like, I just predicted she's going to go undefeated, and she loses her next match. Just my luck. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I thought Enzo and Cast were going to win the tag titles, Should and I, too? I assumed that Apollo Cruz was going to kick out. So they had me guessing uh, for quite a bit. One, I was not guessing about the Bailey Nia Jax match, and I'm getting a lot of flack for that on Twitter. People are like, "Well, how else did you expect that match to go?" Just because a match has to go one way doesn't mean I have to like watching it. And the I match up, was not very enjoyable. I got up and left the room. I got up and wandered around, and I, I got took a snack. the dog out. Yeah, I you know I came back and was like, oh, she She's did still the, getting she, beaten down. She did the spinny move that I saw them practicing on uh, breaking ground. Cool. And then I walked around again. Um, so I, that match didn't do anything for me, you know. Bailey gets beat up. Bailey perseveres. She is John Cena, though. She's gonna kick out at two every single time. Yeah, until Eva Marie puts her away. Well, I I think eventually, if Oscar is in NXT long enough, we saw that Nia Jax Oscar face off. That was kind of fun. I liked yes, that. Yes, that was. I liked that because you know that's a match I'm looking forward to because. Nia Jax is such a different style of wrestler that that should be a nice combination. Um, and hopefully Asuka could do something worthwhile with Nia Jax. That's yes. my hope. I know Nia is very new, um, so whether or not she's going to be adaptable enough to have an enjoyable feud with Asuka, I don't know. But I like to think Asuka's going to be able to drag it out of her. We'll see. I, I think Asuka can do anything. So, I hope so. All right, which brings us to our our main event. Um, I will freely admit, the demon was interesting again. He was. I liked. He had the hat and the coat. Oh. I liked. I, I liked mean, that, that. Yeah, I, yeah, that was fine. But I, mean, I, wa- it was just I wanted. Entrance, I wanted some. I. It didn't matter. I wanted something different. Okay. You know, after as soon as you see something the first time, when it happens exactly the same way the second time, you're like, uh, this is no longer exciting for me anymore. So I was I was into it a little bit more with the hat and the Jack the Ripper style thing, you know. Um, the match was good. The problem I found is, you know, Samoa Joe has good matches all the time. Finn Balor has pretty decent matches all the time. So this was, for them, a, a pretty average match. Yeah. You know, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people are going to say, what happened to your positivity? I liked it. But it wasn't the best Samoa Joe match I've ever seen. It wasn't the best Finn Balor match I've ever seen. So, yeah. you know. It was I, much like this feud, I think, just sort of a... It was serviceable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it wasn't bad. It was good. Would but, you think... That, was this a placeholder feud to get some more main event people up? Is that what happened? 
Is you know, is this That's my guess. You know, because now Baron Corbin could be a main event guy. Apollo Cruz could go back to that main event status. Sami Zayn is back. Uh did he was he on the show at all? Did he There even, was a commercial saying he'll be yeah, back next week. But but he didn't appear in front of the London audience on camera. Not to my I, knowledge. I I find that odd way, wasteful. You know, now now you're excited about the NXT following it. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're trying to, you know, share the wealth of the star power. But here's your biggest show and one of your biggest stars isn't there. Makes I don't f- think this 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 takeover did not feel as large to me as the other shows. Even the last mm-hmm. was the last one with Bailey versus Sasha and the Iron Woman match? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, even that I thought felt like, you know, a big show. This one, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I didn't really get that, well, it, that it, feel. Star power. Star power. Yeah. The last one had, uh, you know, there was Bailey and Sasha Banks, a huge star. That feud was a huge feud. Uh, Finn Balor was wrestling... Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz, you know. Which that was a better of, match than what we saw last night from him but, and Joe. But, I think. you know, uh, NXT Brooklyn was the best show of the year. You had Kevin Owens, you had Finn Balor, you had, uh, you know, Bailey and Sasha Banks again. This, you had Asuka, who's good, but she's still building. Yep. Um, you had Enzo and Cass, who are only going to get you so much. And then you had Balor versus Joe, which is good, but it's not, there, there's not that star power there. Um, I liked the show overall, I thought it was good. Uh, it was not particularly memorable, save for again that tag team match. I that's the best I've ever seen Enzo and Cass. If that's Enzo and Cass's swan song in NXT, they've done a great job becoming somebody that when they show up in WWE, I'll care more now because they showed they had a serious side, and I thought they were better wrestlers now than they've ever been. So, so talk to me a little bit about TLC. I loved TLC. I thought TLC was good. Um, you know, the hard part is it's a two-part story because, you know, t- and and again, maybe this is where we're going with pay-per-views now that everything's on the network. It's a two-part show. You know, you don't get the full picture if you just watch TLC. You had to watch TLC and Monday Night Raw as and I I can't it's hard for me to separate them. Um, I thought TLC was really good. I thought Raw was really good. What WWE, was your highlight from TLC? Oh, man, let me see. Um, I liked how the Wyatts dominated Team ECW. I, you know, it wasn't a great match. The match on Raw was better. The match but, on Raw was great. Yes. My opinion. But I thought it was great that Bray Wyatt and friends, uh, you know, literally with the exception of poor Eric Rowan, who... It can't catch a break to save his life. Though he did pick up the pin on Raw. He did. Um, I think that, you know, they they ran through Team ECW, and they should have, but they ran through Team ECW. That's what you want the Wyatts to do. Um, and so I was I was a fan of that. I, you know, there's no other... I liked um, Ambrose versus Owens. It was a good match. Surprising ending. Oh, what am I talking about? Kalisto. My word. He got frequent flyer miles sailing through the air there with that Salida del Sol. Right over the ladder. Oh, over the top. That was that that's the single moment probably. But um 
that, you know, I liked the Wyatts. And I thought Reigns snapping was also good. I The entire show was good. TLC was a very, very good pay-per-view. What do you think? Yeah, it was a great show. I was pleased to see Dean Ambrose pick up the title. I was super enthused with Kevin Owens' promo about coming after Dean Ambrose. I think that probably was on Monday Night Raw. He was more of a lunatic than Dean Ambrose has ever been. That was great. He looked like he was going to go crazy. I thought that was really good. I'm interested in that that immensely. They've... In, in in a single weekend between TLC and Raw on Monday, they did a lot mm-hmm. to reinvigorate my interest in the main of in the main WWE roster. in the WWE main roster. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm now interested in that feud again. Uh, you know, the 800 pound gorilla in the room is Roman Reigns. I think I don't know if that's what you were going to say. You were you suddenly you were nodding, then you lost it. But you know he was of zero interest to me. I've complained on this podcast about how I was really going to be disappointed if the next six months or you know five months leading up to WrestleMania was just the Roman Reigns redemption story. And uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched Raw yet, but they got there on Monday. And that was fantastic. Like the the things that they did to his character Sunday night by having him snap, going after Triple H. Uh, you know, some people were saying after that pay per view, I think I tweeted something along the lines of, you know, if this doesn't work out for Reigns, they've literally tried everything. Oh yeah. And somebody wrote back to me and said, Well, they haven't tried turning him heel yet. And honestly, at that point my opinion is too little too late. Because the way that he was acting at the end of TLC, regardless of whether you know, you can say it's justified or not. A face does not go after somebody like that the way that he did, just utterly decimating them all and taking Triple H and just breaking him apart. It doesn't matter what Triple H has done to you. Uh, Roman Reigns was acting like a heel, even if his actions maybe in some way are justified. So if the next night on Raw, if we had seen him be like, I'm angry, and my buddies the Usos are backing me up, and Dean is here, oh, and I'm angry, and whatever. If they just gone back to that, they would have wasted all that. And instead, they kept him away from those people on Monday night. They let him do his own thing. They got Vince McMahon involved. May I say Vince McMahon looks wonderful for a man his age. I thought he had a terminal illness. I wasn't saying it a lot, I said it sometimes. I wasn't saying it a lot, but the pictures that I had seen, I thought he was dying. And then he walks out, and I went, Oh, it's you! I haven't seen you in years! And he was... If you want to talk about the single thing that took Roman Reigns from here to superstardom, snapping on Triple H was good, and I'll get back to that in a minute. But that was all Vince McMahon. You put him with Vince McMahon. You have Vince McMahon work his promo magic, and then which you ha- may I add, Roman Reigns almost ruined by talking about shriveled up prunes in a very awkward I, manner. I don't understand his why delivery was just. He is not the Rock. The fact that he's gotten this far in the last you know those forty eight hours was because he's not the Rock. Stop acting like the Rock. He did act it because like, he got serious and he got physical. Act like the guy from The Shield. 
They bring, they bring this up on uh, NAI Pod. If you had said back in 2013 when the Shield was at its zenith, if you had said to them that Roman Reigns is going to be world champion by the end of 2015, people would have been salivating with glee because he was this silent guy, the power of the Shield, the you know the animal of the Shield. People loved that. They got back to that. And I'll I'll say this: you said faces don't. Uh, attack people and snap like that. I'll change that to say heroes don't, but anti-heroes do. And if Roman Reigns was anything, he became the anti-hero. He's still doing things for the good of the, you know, for his own good and for good reason. You know, Triple H has screwed him again and again and again, and he's finally getting revenge. But he wasn't acting like a hero, and that was their mistake, was trying to make him be John Cena. And he's having not. him do that the cutesy promo stuff, like you said, he's not The Rock. And that almost ruined it for me on Monday a couple of times. Mm-hmm. His delivery is not there for those types of things. Well, and, and I remembered I remember sitting there and thinking back to the conversation we had on this show a few weeks ago about whether or not promos are fully scripted or improvised. I don't believe for one second anyone in the back said, Hey, Roman, talk about Vince McMahon shriveled up prunes. I think... That what came off of the top of Roman Reigns' head, and it just didn't work. I'm going to disagree you, with you. You disagree. In the case of Roman Reigns, I don't think he improvises anything. I think he is given exact lines to say, and I don't think he's a very good actor, and I think he has trouble delivering on those lines. I'm sure we've said this before. Roman Reigns needs to subscribe to the Oscar model of doing things. Body language, facial expressions... As little talking as possible. I think he'd be very successful if he did so. You know, he snapped on TLC. I don't remember him saying anything. Nope. No and explanation. It was, great. it was fantastic. You know. Uh, That's what I want to see from the Roman Reigns character moving forward. Yeah. That's what well, I want to see. You know, and people are watching SmackDown right now. It's on, uh, I believe. I saw some picture somebody just posted. Um, you know, security was trying to escort him from the building, and he just punched him in the face. Fine. Which is which is what he is supposed to do. Agreed. Uh, so I enjoy, I I always enjoy I always find something to enjoy in WWE. I find my happy somewhere in WWE. Um, but they made it very easy with TLC and with uh, Raw. Just a really good show all the way around. I loved seeing Vince McMahon back. I loved Roman's moment. I like that they did it on Raw. You know, there's some poetic justice to it happening in Philadelphia, the same place that, um, you know, the Royal Rumble happened and he got booed out of the building. So, along those lines, we have an email, which I'm going to take out of my email bag. The email. The email. What? What? The email. And that's ddtwrestling at gmail.com, should you want to write in your own letter. And you should. Indeed you should, so we can read it on the air and give you our thoughts. Be our this, friends. This one comes from Adam, Adam K, NAI, I, on I Twitter. Te- technically, I have to say, his name is Chip. That's that's the nickname that he's been given in the last few weeks. But we can call him Adam. I love you, Adam. No, uh, no, no. Chip is fine. Chip. Uh, there's is too there many a Dale Adams. as well? There, I, I don't know if there is a Dale. I think somebody else is the Dale, but I can't remember. I'll have to go back to the VIP lounge, apparently, and uh, see what see what that is. But um, So Chip slash Adam sends in an email. Go ahead. You have it up. I don't. So take it. 
This week in WWE has been one of the better overall weeks in WWE in a long time. Three straight quality shows with great booking. Rank this week, and is this first week in recent memory like this? Sincerely, Adam. You went from what I thought was a chipmunk, and then you became Casey Kasem at the end. Did I? You, you kind of had that. Long-distance dedication. Chip is sending this email out to TDT Wrestling. Nine, Casey Kasem. So, um, this has been a very good week. I, I want to take NXT out, because NXT has been having good weeks. Well, maybe not recently, but they have more of a history of good weeks. I, I mean, I'm not going to take them out. But I will say, if I'm going to rank the three shows that happened this week, TLC, Raw, and NXT, NXT comes in third. It goes in that order for me. TLC, Raw, NXT. I might give the edge to Raw. Um, I really enjoyed having Vince McMahon out there. The, uh... The, the the hardcore match between the Wyatts and Team Extreme... That was very good. That was, was excellent on Monday good. night. That was some of the best in-ring work I have seen on Raw in a long, long time. And this is why you don't need gimmick pay-per-views. You know, you have an Extreme Rules match when, when necessity calls for an Extreme Rules match, and being in Philadelphia helps. But... You know th- that match fit in perfectly because it was unlike every other match, and it was so good. And unless my recollection is wrong, that Kevin Owens promo that I appreciated was yep, also, also on, on Raw. Raw. Also so on. you know, I'm going to give Raw the edge here. I think number one of the week was Raw. It outranked the pay per view. And don't get me wrong, man, there was a lot to like on that pay per view. At the end of TLC, I felt something I have not felt for WWE in a long time. That was hope. Like, I saw how they ended that show with Roman Reigns, and I was suddenly I was suddenly there. I understood. I got it. I liked what they were doing with Roman Reigns, and I was on board with their product. Like, you know, Dean Ambrose picked up that IC title. Uh, I was still, yeah, that, the, the Salida Del Sol off the top of the ladder. Like, there was so much great stuff on that pay-per-view that at the end of the night, I felt like the ship, the great big massive ship of WWE had finally righted itself. It was on course. And I was like, oh man, I am excited to see what happens on Raw. I think some weeks ago I said, you know, they're not putting on shows that I as a wrestling fan are going to tell my friends about. They're not putting stuff on there where I'm going to say, oh man, you've got to change the channel and watch this now. But after TLC, I had that feeling that if they can sustain that, I totally would be telling people to watch wrestling because they had exciting stuff. And I loved that feeling after TLC, that unknown, that hope, like they might actually deliver on it. Mm-hmm. And, and then carried, on and Raw... They over They did. And they did. They executed on it. And that was... I, I'm super excited. So, so I, I, we could, you could hear it in your voice. This is a side of Doc Manson we don't often see. I know. So, I'm alive. So carry, carry this forward for me. We, they've got a long way to go. The Rumble is like five or six weeks away. Um, they can tell some very good stories, but they have to keep the momentum up. Where do you see us going? What does the Royal Rumble look like in your production mind uh, right now? Do you have any? I have some thoughts, and I can get the ball rolling if you want. Um, I mean, it depends on 
what they want to do. They're going to do a slow build with Triple H and Roman Reigns. Is that going to be the match we get at WrestleMania? Or are they going to try to get that away done right away? Or You know what I mean? They could go straight to something like that. I mean, in terms of the Rumble match itself, presuming that Roman Reigns is still the title holder going into WrestleMania, I think you could go any number of ways. If they keep booking the Wyatt Strong, Bray would be a good choice. Uh, Depending on what happens with Dean Ambrose, it could free up Kevin Owens, and I would love to watch that feud. I Do I think it's maybe a little unrealistic to think that Kevin Owens would main event WrestleMania this year? Yeah, maybe. I think that one's probably the outside shot, but I'd love to see it. Um, But, I mean, most likely, probably, honestly, Brock Lesnar comes back and we get the rematch from last year. And I'm not going to say I'd be disappointed with that either. I think that could be a great match also. So, yeah, they got a lot of ways they can go with Roman Reigns as champion. Do I think Roman Reigns will actually make it to WrestleMania as champion? I'm not sure yet. I guess I have to see how the next few weeks go and what kind of feud they set up for the Rumble. Because like any sort of feud with Triple H, I don't think needs the title. So, do they put that feud off? Or I I don't I think you've got to ride this if you finally have gotten Roman Reigns right. You've got to keep going, and the logical step is Triple H. And I know that sounds like a WrestleMania match, especially since Triple H is a part-time wrestler. You can't let this go on for three more months. The momentum will not sustain you that long, especially since Triple H showed up on Wednesday at NXT TakeOver, and finally there was some kayfabe cohesion. And let's be honest, it's not to derail you, but... The only other thing that they could possibly do is have Roman Reigns continue to feud with the League of Nations. Like, that would logically make sense. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to see that for the next three months. But that logically makes sense for the next six weeks. That feud takes you six weeks. He's going to get a Sheamus rematch. He's probably going to fight Rusev, which I'm quite excited for. I think that's a good match. You know, Barrett apparently is injured. Del Rio is somebody that, you know, I think we're going to see the deck get stacked against Roman, but now that he's angrier, you know, he might be able to overcome more often. Um, I do think we see Roman Reigns and Triple H at the Royal Rumble. I think that has to happen at this point. Um, One thing I find interesting, a lot of people have disagreed with me. You know, The Rock helped Roman Reigns. Here's fact one. The Rock helped Roman Reigns at the last Royal Rumble. Fact two. The rumor that's been going around since then has been Rock versus Hunter at WrestleMania. Could we see, therefore, I hypothesize, if The Rock inserts himself into this feud again, now you have Rock versus Hunter at WrestleMania, which wouldn't be bad. The two of them are still good. They're all-time greats. Uh, And then you have Roman Reigns, who can go on to other things. Whether or not that happens, I know The I like that setup. I've heard that The Rock will not be available for WrestleMania. I don't obviously know if that's true or not. Well, that's that's what people came back at me with, and that might oh, entirely like that be true. I like that booking, though. It, it's entirely possible that The Rock is busy, but it's three, four months away. You're asking for, you know, a couple of days. The Undertaker had a whole build to WrestleMania 31, and I don't think he showed up once. So, <laughs> you know, you, don't, you have The Rock film a couple of 
you know, backstage segments or satellite interviews, and you'll be fine. But I think you mentioned some interesting people for the Royal Rumble. If I had to list my top five, uh, you know, Roman Reigns was in there. Uh, Bray Wyatt's in there. I think that would be great. Kevin Owens is in there. Again, you're right. He's a periphery guy. He would be like my number five. Um, it probably would be too soon for him. Uh, Brock Lesnar, definitely he's got to be a factor. Um, and you missed one. Wait on me. John Cena's in there somewhere. I could totally see a triple threat match involving and, John Cena. And and that's... Here's my, here was my pie-in-the-sky prediction. Cena and Lesnar pulled... We had this conversation. You were part of it. They pull Alex Luger Bret Hart from 94, where they eliminate each other, and they are maybe they are just too exhausted to continue. Somebody brought back, you know, they did that with somebody in Batista, and they restarted the match. So they don't restart the match. You've got Lesnar and Cena both claim, laying claim to the Royal Rumble winner, and now you have a triple threat match, Cena versus Lesnar versus Reigns at WrestleMania, which is going to be good. We liked, you know, Cena, Lesnar, Rollins. So you throw Reigns in there, that's going to be decent. Um, so maybe you have that. There's not any other real strong choices. Not that I can think of. You know, I can't imagine a world where Triple H wins this title. I, I, I can don't. imagine that world, but it's a world where I don't want to live. But uh, I, I do think, you know, we see this continue. Um, you know, I, I would wager some pretty decent imaginary money on the fact that Raw on Monday opens with Triple H, Leather Jacket, Sledgehammer, looking for blood. I'm okay with that. Um, You know, the Ambrose, Owens, Ziggler, Triple Threat, it can't be bad. Those three are all decent wrestlers. Um, Dolph Ziggler's a little out of place. There are some other guys I would put in his place, but that's fine. Uh, You know, I, I enjoyed the New Day on Raw. I liked that they were serious for a while, which made it when they became silly again, it made it better. They're still there's nothing fresh about them. I'm right trying now. to remember New Day on Raw and I cannot. They came out in the red wind suits. They talked about how what a epic match it was. They called out the Lucha Dragons, they called out the Usos. Um, you know, they said you guys did an excellent job. We have a lot of respect for you now. They all shook hands. The Lucha Dragons and the Usos were on their way out and then New Day was like, "But we are the champions." So, yeah, you know, all right. again, a different side. Seeing the same thing over and over and over again gets boring. The Correct. fact that they were serious for a while and then got silly made it a little better. Um, plus, I just I, I don't get the unicorn thing. I, I, I missed that. Fair um, enough. So to go back to Adam's question, because I think we totally lost. You know, lost. I put the, him in order already. You can, I know, but what I'm saying is, you know, he asked. You know, when was the last week that wrestling was this good? When, when you had such a positive week? I probably can't answer this because it hasn't happened since I've been watching. You know, I came back with WWE Network, so we haven't had a week this good. You know, WrestleMania weekend is always going to be exciting. WrestleMania 30 was exciting, but then the streak ended, and then all the excitement left. Let me let me quantify this a different way, then, because I agree with everything you've said thus far. I'm going to say, when is the last time that I felt such elation? When is the last time I felt hope? For the product, like I felt after TLC, Ooh. 
Do you have an answer for that? Because right. I'm going. I can think of one, but I'm going back really far, and maybe it's disingenuous. There's probably been a moment since then, but the well, last time, yeah, good. I I would have to go way back because there's a honestly close to ten year window where if I watched four or five wrestling shows in a year, that was a good year. Yeah, you know, and you were there for a lot of those. I fell asleep by ten o'clock most of the time. It's true. So. Um, so I would have to think, but go ahead, give me yours while I think. Mine, about that. the last time, I mean, like I said, there's probably something in between that I'm not thinking of. But the Ooh. one that comes immediately to mind is, I think, WrestleMania 20, when Benoit and Guerrero won those championships on the same night. Like, that was really sort of a turning moment um, that you did not expect both of those guys to leave that show with those championships and it was a time when guys like that did not win those titles like it really seemed like a mm-hmm. new direction mm-hmm. that we could all be excited about i will probably you know that this is probably around that time no i'm going to go even earlier um the last time that and again this was a you know we talked about the definition of a markout moment where watershed change might be happening this is kind of what you're talking about here um the one that comes to mind right now is when Vince McMahon purchased WCW. And he shows up on Nitro, he's on Raw, and then Shane McMahon shows up and says, no, he bought WCW, and he's taken you out. That was a moment when you were like, oh my god! Alright, neighborhood, you heard it. DC Matthews saying here live on the podcast... Roman Reigns winning the title is the best thing that's happened in wrestling since Vince McMahon buying out WCW. I don't know about whether or not, and again, I'm going to preface it. I am saying that. I won't, I won't back down from it. That's, the, <laughs> that's a moment. But then I stopped watching wrestling for a long time, so yeah. maybe there's something in between there. But I remember that as a, oh my God, what's going to happen now? And I would say that moment was even higher than this. You know, I feel right now, like that change that they alluded to a few weeks ago before Bray Wyatt came out to potentially challenge Sheamus. Um, WWE alluded... I think that was last week, last Monday. Well, it was. But the rumor was change was coming, and I feel that now. Yes. I feel like, like you said, the ship hasn't been righted. They finally got all their ducks in a row. They're heading in a direction that a lot of us are on board with. I feel like we're moving. All right, we're going to have and, some. We're going to have some fun now. And, and here's the other thing. Think about this for a second. John Cena's not around. Randy Orton's not around. Right now, Brock Lesnar's not around. Undertaker's not around. Triple H isn't wrestling. We've For years, we've been talking about how they need to build new guys, new stars. That's, Just, part, that's part of them having righted the course right now. Mm-hmm. It's all new guys in all of these roles mm-hmm. and it's fantastic mm-hmm. and I remember feeling about the invasion like oh my god what's going to happen this is going to be amazing and then what happened was crap you know the invasion stunk and could have been done completely differently and I encourage you all to get on Twitter and at New Age Insiders tell Jason Maltov because he's been saying it for as long as I've known him pretty much He's been saying he would like to write a column or write a, do a podcast where he would completely rebook the invasion. I think we need to tell to put his money where his mouth is, but that's just me. 
Um, I'm feeling good, Doc. I'm feeling good about wrestling right now. I'm feeling good about WWE. I'm not feeling as good about NXT, but perhaps that's how it's supposed to be. You're perhaps. supposed to want, you know, the major league team's supposed to be doing better than the minor league teams. Um, so, so are you feeling good enough to perhaps reach into our mailbag and pull out another message for us to talk about on the air? Well, there's two more. Um, we have one from Che McCarthy, and I'll find his Twitter in a minute here. Uh, he would like he's mentioning last week's show where we talked about what we'd like to do with the Wyatts because we did mention uh, that Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family seems to be on a roll. Uh, he offered some alternative opinions on how he should, you know, how he would do that. So I'll read that real quick. Hey guys, regarding hey, the- hey Shay, how you doing? Regarding the previous episode of the show, which was great as always, well, thank you. I, I do think we do a great show. Sometimes. You, you asked people's opinion. We do a great show almost all the time. Yeah, we got a great free show. To, we have a great show for you tonight. We got a great, great, great show. Great guests lined up. We got a great show for you tonight. You asked people's opinions on your idea of how to fix the Wyatt family. I agree that breaking up the family is the right move. I don't know if he, he, he sent this. Well, he sent this on the 14th, which is after... What, after? Yeah, after TLC, so maybe he would still feel that way. Uh, but I would like to see it go down slightly differently. So here is Che's uh, fantasy booking, folks. I'd like Harper to develop this jealousy towards Strowman. Harper used to be the right-hand man, and now it seems to be Braun. Introduce a bit of tension between Harper and Wyatt, and have it lead to Harper questioning the leadership of Wyatt. Have him point out that Wyatt constantly leads them into battle where they decimate his opponents only for Wyatt to lose at pay-per-views when one-on-one. Create a power struggle scenario where leadership of the family is at stake, where the winner gets control of the family, the loser is exiled from the pack. You could have Rowan take Harper's side and have Strowman stay loyal to Wyatt. The feud can culminate with Wyatt winning, at last, and as you said, Harper and Rowan can go on to be big players in the tag division, while Wyatt can hopefully make a splash in the singles division, whilst having the demonic bodyguard Strowman at his beck and call. Always enjoy listening. Keep up the great work. And then he goes on to say, Would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the Rumble and where we're heading with regards to Mania and the upcoming show, potential winners of the Rumble, who you'd like to see as surprise entrants, who the Iron Man is for the match, all the best, Che, at Che1717 on Twitter. Uh, so a lot there. Thanks for the email, Che. We always appreciate that. Uh, I like your ideas. You know, I, I would like to see something happen with the Wyatt family, although now they've got some positive momentum. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, here's how you fix the Wyatt family. You have them go on TLC and utterly decimate Team Extreme. And then you have a rematch the next night on Raw, which is an incredibly physical match, and you still have them decimate Team Extreme. That is how you fix the Wyatt family. Because, again, I'm feeling positive about the Wyatts. So here's my question. Where do they go from here? Because I don't think Team Extreme is going to stick around. The, The point has been proven. So where do the Wyatts go from here? They go to the Royal Rumble, and the entire Wyatt family has one goal. Win. Have Wyatt win that match. Destroy. I would like to see Bray Wyatt be interested in... And then Brock Lesnar takes them all out. But, you know. Uh, You want to talk about a mark-out moment. If I see Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar have a face-off, 
I, I unfortunately you're going to see Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman have that face off, but I see your point. I would be less excited for that. Bray Wyatt um, will be cowering in the corner behind Braun Strowman. That's how that will play out. But you know, I hate that you're right about that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I do like that idea. You know, I think Harper and Rowan would make sense in the tag. Although, oh yeah, if you're gonna break up the division, Shay's uh, thoughts here. I mean, that's a great storyline. Mm-hmm. That's great booking. I like yeah. that a lot. Although I gotta say, I love Luke Harper. Eric Rowan's fine, but Luke Harper is so unbelievably good. He did the black hole slam in that match. He he did. Those two matches, I should go back and watch. Just he did, just amazing things. He is he is the most athletic big man that Since I can. Kane? Rem- and Kane can't do a super kick. Not anymore. <laughs> can can Kane can't do a super kick. Kane can't do a slingshot senton. Uh, you know Harper's more athletic than Kane, but it's I I get the comparison. Uh, you know I think Harper and Rowan in the tag division would be great. But Luke Harper could be a serious single star. Uh, maybe if he wasn't so bald. All right, so we talked about the second part of Shane. All right, a so bit. yes, yes. Potential yes. winners of the Rumble. We so who would you like to see a surprise entrance? I, I've said Sami Zayn a hundred times. I don't think it's going to happen anymore, but I would love to see Sami Zayn come in and try to take out Kevin Owens. I know? think it could still happen, um, and that gives Kevin Owens something to do at WrestleMania, which. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Sami Zayn going straight to WrestleMania is unrealistic as well. But I would love to see that. Uh, I think that would be good. Um, you know, I don't. I have a hard time with the surprise one. You know, one-off ones. Bubba Ray Dudley showing up last year was great, but I really hoped he was going to show up. You know, and it happened. You know, five later. six months later. But. Um, you know, I'm trying to think about it. I I don't want to see Baron Corbin show up. He might, but I don't want to see it. Um, of of the people in NXT, who's the most likely to make a uh, entrance to the Rumble? Either Baron Corbin or Sami Zayn. It won't be Finn Balor while he's still champion. Mm-hmm. You know, they did this a while ago where Bo Dallas showed up, and then you never saw him again for a while. This was even before he became heel, Bo Dallas. Uh, mm. You know, he showed up. He was there. I think he wrestled the night after the Raw after, and then he disappeared and you never saw him again. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, Baron Corbin could have a call up. Uh, you know, Sami Zayn could as well, though. He just got back to NXT. You know, six weeks is probably not long enough. So Here's one for you. Sure. No chance! That's what you got! You think Vince McMahon should enter the Rumble? No, I think it. I legitimately meant somebody who's got no chance of showing up at the Rumble, and that's Daniel Bryan. I, I'm, I'm lost when it comes to Daniel Bryan, and based on the question about him in the NII 150, so are all of you. Um, you know, a lot of people think he's got one more run left in him. A lot of people think, you know, he'll wrestle maybe four or five times. There's a lot of people who think he's, you know, going to be, you know, main eventing Final Battle 2016 in Ring of Honor. Um, so I, you know, I don't know what to, what to make of that. Samoa Joe's another guy who might get a, get a Royal Rumble spot. I don't know, maybe, but he could. Yeah, He's another guy that could, you know, they're not going to send Bull Dempsey up there. They're not going to send Ty Dillinger, though. That would be amazing. Um, you know, Enzo and Cass don't really fit. Um, so 
that you know those are who I would think. You know, if they bring back RVD for another show, that's always that's fun. Cute. You know, if Jeff Hardy were to show up, that would be interesting. How about this one? All time favorite, Chris Jericho. I think we're going to see Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title somewhere down the line. Yeah. You know, I assume Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens would be for the Intercontinental title, but it doesn't need to be. The title would be an afterthought for that feud. So I I think we're going to see, you know, the, it, it was so minorly teased back at Night of Champions, I think was the show. Um, but I think we're going to see that at some point. But, you know, I'd love to see Shelton Benjamin randomly show up you know i'd love to see kurt angle that'll never happen but so Uh, what about iron man for the match i think we've already mentioned it i think it's bray wyatt it could be the guy who's there at number one he's got his family around him and he makes it all the way towards the end i i originally thought it was going to be roman reigns i thought that was where they were before before roman reigns won the title i thought that was going to be it it was going to be roman versus hunter and if roman wins then he gets to enter at number one and you know again like you said the six months of roman's road to redemption um so i think it could be him you know it could be a guy like well ziggler so you don't think it could be him anymore you don't think it could actually be roman reigns now no okay uh, but he would have been who I would have thought originally. It Wouldn't it be, be funny re- if Hunter said, oh, yeah, you're in the Rumble, and if you don't win the Rumble, you lose. The you title. vacate the title? The precedent's been set. The, the world title has changed in a Royal Rumble before. They could yeah. go that route. I don't think they will. I doubt it, too. Um, you, know, you, you pick a guy like Kalisto or Big E or you know somebody who's got the the ability to do that but Bray Wyatt's probably a solid choice you know I don't know if he comes out at 1 but he might come out in 3rd and then you know he does well cuz he's dominated rumbles on his own forget the family true then Harper and Rowan and you know by the time we get to 15 16 Braun Strowman's there and they just clean house for a while so thanks for the email Che uh, I want to talk about this last email while we're on this subject, and I should have made a, a better segue. Um, there's been a group of hardcore neighborhood members who have been chatting, and I brought up the idea that Bo Dallas could have the gimmick where he copies other gimmicks. You know, you think Damian Sandow, if you think back further, you think The Big Show, you think Charlie Haas. Um, and the only reason I even brought this up is because of the puns. You know, Bo, Min Reigns, Dean Am, Bo's, uh, Titus, Bo Neal, you know, Cesar, Bo, um, Bo Kozuna, Hulk, Bogan. This is gold. Bo, Bo, Brazil, Bob, Bokeland. You want me to keep going? <laughs> I, I had a like list. nothing more than for you to stop. I had a list at one point, but I lost it. Thank I don't God. know where I put it, but it was a whole list of... I just went through the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, Coke, Boko Beware. Papa Shangbo. Um, I'll, I'll continue to bring them up. Uh, the Bogeyman. Yes! I got another one. Uh... I'll stop now because you're giving me that look like you're eventually just going to walk away and I'll have to finish this show by myself. Um, so that was an email from uh, T-Hog, T-Hog94, I think is his Twitter handle. Uh, Shannon Scott, you better have been listening and you better have appreciated all of those because there were some new ones in there. All right. Um, so just a reminder, folks, 
that email address again, <laughs> ddtwrestling at gmail.com. We'll Write in. Be our best friends. We'll read it on the air. All right. You know what? I love this because we've talked about everything that we were going to talk about, which means let's talk about the thing you and I have wanted to talk about. Okay. And that's the DDT Wrestling Year-End Award Show. We're going to talk about the NAI 150. I'll write a whole column or many columns about the NAI 150. But you and I have talked about having a year-end award show, and we're coming dangerously close to the end of the year because by this time next week, it's Christmas Eve. The following week, it's New Year's Eve. Um, Do you have big New Year's Eve plans, Doc Manson? What does the Manson family do? It's funny you should bring that up. Not the New Year's thing. But Manson family. Um, before going into this show, I was trying to think of something you know, fun that I could sort of refer to myself, build up this sort of thing. And I remember the, you know, your reference, our reference to Bobby the Brain Heenan the other day, and I remember the Heenan family. And I was thinking about it for a minute, and I said, huh, but the Manson family is already a thing. And I probably don't want to associate myself with that. So it's funny you should bring up the Manson family. I gotta tell you, I'm almost positive that 75% of the people who listen to this show won't know what the Manson family is. Oh my god, that makes me kinda... Yeah. Huh. Because that was even before our time. Well, that's true, technically, but... When that was really a thing, because we're three days apart in age. So... All right, uh, but yeah, no. So, so I, I think you should run with the Mans- the Manson family. I, th- all right. you know, I think, uh, I think that works. Like literally, because I think that'll end me up on some FBI lists. No, I mean, but if you, want oh, okay. To, if, if if you need a way to to talk about you and your fans, Indeed. the Manson family is one uh, yeah. potentially awkward uh, way to do it. <laughs> I think I need something less awkward, so we're gonna keep thinking on that one. But in terms of New Year's, uh, no, no, we have no plans thus far. Uh, we had an invite to go uh, to a mutual friend's place. They recently bought a house, and I think they were excited to host this year. But I don't think we're going to head out that way, um, unfortunately. So you, at the and, moment, you, and, you and your wife's mutual friend or our mutual friend? Our. I would say our. Oh, I, I am unaware of said invitations. So. You were not invited? Uh, not that I am aware of. Okay, then it's my mutual friend with my wife, apparently, and not yes. our mutual friend. Uh, we are acquaintances, really. Did you BC? help him move? Yes. yes. Okay, see, I didn't help him move. Um, yeah, so okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's why I didn't get the invite. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what our New Year's plans are either. We tried to figure out the holidays, but it's just such a crazy time of year. Uh, why are we talking about... Part- oh, I brought it up. You did. So, the year-end awards... The year-end awards. I was talking about the busy time of year, which brings us to the year-end awards. Um, We could do a wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, all the stuff that's part of the NAI 150, and I encourage you all to... I've sent out the link now 50 bajillion times. Go to newageinsiders.com, click on the links and articles section. Uh, There is a stickied link that will take you to the 11 surveys of the NAI 150, 150 comprehensive questions about the world of pro wrestling. We talk WWE, we talk NXT, the independence, the future, your all-time favorites. There's a whole section on moves and finishers. There's a whole section on the nerd parts, video games, books, uh, But let's be completely honest. Doing another straight-up award show would be boring. Well, exactly. Everybody in the world does that. It's not really our style on this show to talk about 
things in a traditional manner. So what we're going to do right now, folks, for you, is we're going to have a conversation in which we brainstorm ideas for what our topics or what our categories could be. Doc's got a list. Uh, I used to, but again, it's probably with my list of bow-themed uh, characters. Ted D. Boasi. No, that didn't Stop work. Stop it. <laughs> um, but you need to come up with some ideas. I've got a couple ideas. I only have a couple written down. I need to spend some more time thinking about this. I was hoping gabbing back and forth would come up with well, some. Well, we're going to inspire some ideas, and we're going to encourage people, I would assume. Absolutely. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Let us know your ideas. And again, as much fun as it would be for us to talk about the feud of the year, a lot of people are going to do that. Let me, let, me, let me give you a sample of the sorts of categories that I think, at least I, would want to talk about in some awards show. Lay it on me. So my first one would be 2015 Best Hair. Also, possibly, we could call this the Triple H Hair Memorial category. Ah! Because he used to have some glorious locks. He and was... don't get me wrong, I like the short look now. It's grown on me. But I really felt like the the benchmark for hair in wrestling used to be that mane that adorned the head of Triple H. And that's how gone do you now. Think, how long do you think it took for him to get that hair just right? I, I mean, honestly, a decade? Longer? Two? How long has he been wrestling? I'm just talking about on a daily basis because, you know, it looked perfect. It was a true loss the day that he shaved that. Um, So, I mean, the thing I think we should do is we should get these categories. And then I think you and I should go back and forth, like, creating a list of nominees. Okay. And then on the show, we should talk, we should name the category, we should name the nominees, and then we should go back and forth trying to like list those nominees in a like a top 3 or a top 5 order them 1 through 3 1 through 5 in order of you know best number 1 being actually awarded the best hair the others being the runners up and i think we should go back and forth and actually try to put these things in an order that we both agree with and we don't move on to another category until we've worked out we've had our say we've actually you know put forth our arguments for in this case the best hair, a.k.a. Triple H hair memorial category. This is either the best idea you've ever had or the worst idea you've ever okay, had. Okay, so here's some possibilities but for see, nominees. But but, okay, but you brought up best hair, and now I just want to discuss it because there's only one option. Xavier Woods. Ooh, he is on my list of nominees. But you know who else appears on my list of nominees for Best Hair? Who's that? And you can throw someone's out there if you want, but uh, I think also, possibly, we put Seamus on this list. He does have some pretty cool hair. And I'm saying is he belongs on the list. I'm not saying that he wins. Yeah, but are we, are but we I'm calling saying he belongs on the best list. Hair? Are, are, we, are we really meaning best hair? Do we mean most memorable hair? I think what we mean is whatever we want to mean, because you know what else goes on this list? Sure. Corporate Kane. Because he actually grew some freaking hair this year, which we have not seen. That is, in terms of being memorable, in terms of being, oh my god, I can't believe that hair. You look at Kane, and my god, I couldn't believe that widow's peak he was rocking. Oh, it was wonderful. Can I take 30 seconds and go get my yearbook so I can read the superlatives? Because I feel like that's what we're talking about. You know, again, like we could bring up Best Musician, but again, that's Xavier Woods. Um, 
All right, give me another category. Let me see where else you're going with this because best right. hair is a great idea. A lot of people in the neighborhood are going to want to talk about that. I think so. the next one that I would like to see is the award for check yourself before you wiggity whack wreck yourself. And by that, I basically mean worst trends in wrestling. Like, okay. what's the sort of thing that's going on that we think absolutely needs to be addressed? Not necessarily, you know, from the storyline, but around the product. Maybe it's even part of, you know, community. Like, one of the worst trends involved in wrestling today. I mean, like, a nominee for this, I would say, would be, like, the internet wrestling community's opinions on the importance of ratings. Like, I think that is one of the absolute worst things in wrestling today and it belongs somewhere on this list of discussion can i don't I, know wh- can i can i mention another nominee yes you may top of my head commercials uh just in general commercials in the middle of matches sometimes two commercial breaks in the middle of matches commercials on the kickoff show I think I think I think you know what I, no, I think it be- is I think commercials for the WWE network on shows airing on the network. I think that goes on the list. You want to talk about commercials. That is the most egregious use of commercials I can think of in the product today. But you're right, those other things certainly are bad too. Um, let's. Uh, this is a great category because now I really have to think about it. And I'm, the, so, I'm so bogged down in NAI 150 land that... You know, I, I'm I'm having trouble thinking outside the box here in terms of questions because best hair is a good one. You know, and again, I'm thinking high school superlatives. Well, do we do best eyes? Do we talk about Roman Reigns and the fact that they can't decide on an eye color and it's really starting to bother me, like on a deep personal <laughs> level, that his eyes are blue and then brown and then blue again? Um, so I think really what we need to do is we need to solicit feedback from the neighborhood. We want to hear your category ideas. I can't say we're going to go through them all. We're going to pick some highlights. No. But and again, I want to stress, we're not looking for the kind of categories that you would find on the NAI 150 or that you would find on a traditional end-of-the-year survey. And like, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, I do think we're going to do you know, our personal most entertaining storyline or something like that. I think we should have a couple of categories in there but get some serious meat. But I, would I, I, I here's one um, best popcorn moment of 2015, and when I say popcorn moment, I mean you know those movies that you go to where you don't care too much about the story. I'm thinking about Pacific Rim. I'm thinking about Terminator Salvation, which is a movie I know we've both seen because mm-hmm. we were there together when we saw it. Um, I'm talking about a movie that you go because it's just going to be so. Uh, you know, it's going to be so entertaining on whatever level that all you want to do is sit there and eat popcorn and just lose yourself in silliness. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's what I'm looking for. There is, you know, popcorn moment of 2015, and we can talk about what that would be. All right, give me another category. All right, uh, the one other that I've got prepared at this time is one that I think is going to hit very dearly close to your heart. It's one of those serious categories that I talked about just a moment ago. Sure. I think we need to sit down, analyze all the footage, and come up with our list of the best Ryback moments. Uh, DC just walked away, folks. DC just walked away. 
Oh, he's coming back. Here he is. Oh, he's putting the earphone back in. DC, DC, are you back? I'm sorry. No, what do you I'm think? Again. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, Ryback's best 2015 moment was his performance. That, 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 we don't have to answer at, this now. At TLC. This, no, at TLC. He was great. So, he was so you, good. What did you I don't have? think he was on the show. What um, did you have for categories? What did you have? What did you come up with? One that just popped into my mind uh, is kind of the opposite of the popcorn moment, and it is the reach for the remote, channel changing. Maybe it's superstars. Maybe it's a, a, a segment. Um, you know, the one person or the one time, the one moment, the one angle where when it came on your TV, you looked to see what else was on. You know, and then now we're talking, you know, whether it's boring or whatever, that kind of thing. Now, is this just WWE? Are we expanding it to NXT? Are we going to have separate categories? Best hair in NXT versus best hair in WWE? I mean, I think we could probably have a few categories to NXT. I, I don't think we would necessarily hit all of these for both, uh, both promotions, but, you know, when it makes sense, absolutely. And if there were some yeah. NXT specific moments, you know, we could do uh, some talk about that as well. I don't have anything anything against that, for sure. I would also like to do, and I know this is also something that happens, but I think we can do have some fun with this. Um, I would like to do predictions and productions for 2016, where and we can be serious or silly with them, but I would like to do some, you know, where we go back and forth and say what we think might happen or what we hope might happen uh, in the future. Um, so I would like to, to do some of those, too. We don't have to spend too much time on it, but I would like to do some of those as well. Uh, let me think. I have to think. I think another I... good category would oh, be wettest it. wrestler. Wettest wrestler. Mm-hmm. Again, only a few contenders there. Though Big Cass, he's a gamer. And see, that's, that's one of those categories that I think could, you know... Um, bridge between both companies. We could get nominees from both NXT and the main roster. Because I don't know if you saw Roman Reigns on Monday night, but dude was slick. Dude was slick. <laughs> um, how about Milk Carton Wrestler of the Year? Because back in the day, folks, uh, they used to put missing children, missing people, on the face of Milk Cartons. I think we should talk about you know that in a certain sense of the guy know. who we maybe missed the most. Yes, this who year is, who has not shown up. No Carton Award. Yes, the Mel like Carton Award. Um, I like that. All right. Well, we've got some good. Uh, we've got a good start here. The worn out welcome. Oh, there's a good one. Absolutely, some good nominees that we could put on there. Some good conversations. Yeah. I the think. worn the worn out welcome, also known as the wrestler most in need of a Viking funeral. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, that's that's a good one. Yeah, write that down. I like that. Um, let me see. Oh, see, now I just want to stop and think about it here because... And absolutely. And what I think we should do is we need to solicit these categories from people. We need to put together a list of categories. And I think before we get on the next show, or whenever we're going to do this award show, we need to, each of us, sit down, come up with lists of nominees. Okay. And then we'll once debate. we're on the show, we'll have a category. We'll list all the nominees. And then, what, I mean, what do you think? We're going to list them, our top five for each category? I think it's going to depend on the category. You know, you talk about wettest wrestler, we can't do five. Oh, there's, I don't know about that. <laughs> there's probably, well, maybe. Um, but, there are some wet wrestlers, Sue. I mean, there there are some. 
but you know, I think we go for either top three or top five, and if we have more, you know, we let the conversation. Maybe some honorable flow. mentions after the top three um, or something like now that. Now, here's a question for you. We we keep encouraging people to talk to us at ddtwrestling at gmail.com, and we mean it. But when it comes to this, can they send us categories via Twitter, or are we only accepting categories on our email address? You know, I think categories would be okay on Twitter. The only th- the only thing I have is I, I, I fear not being able to keep track of Twitter All right, comments. Well, then let me, let's do this. Let's do this. We're going to make a hashtag. And I will put a column up on my tweet deck so that I can see all of these. So the hashtag that you need to use, you have to use it with the category because otherwise we might not see it. And if we don't like it, I'm going to use it as an excuse to not use it. What are you thinking, like hashtag DDT awards or something? Yeah, DDT awards. Let's just let's make it very simple. Let's not. I I was going to try to come up with a funny one to do it, but let's. That's perfect. Hashtag DDT awards, and that is the hashtag that you need to use. So if you have an idea for a category, um, we do. Do you want nominees? You know, I'm worried. My my hesitation with Twitter, and I love Twitter, but my hesitation is if I reach because I usually retweet these things when I see them. If somebody sends me a a really great category and I retweet it, and then that turns into 30 minutes of people bandying back and forth about the nominees, it kind of steals our thunder. And I'm all about thunder. So I think. Um we just want categories. And I think we have to make an agreement to not engage okay. with the neighborhood. I if they want to talk about it themselves, I think we need to not engage until we can sit down in front of our microphones and All actually right. have it out. All right. Then I will tell you that's totally directed towards me. I will. I might not even retweet them. Maybe I'll just like them. I will keep track of some of the categories. I'll share them with you. And if... I will try my best not to engage on Twitter with them. Um, and the next time we meet, and I want to talk about that too, because I mean it. A week from tomorrow is Christmas Eve. We put up a show every Saturday. The problem is, I'm not sure what our schedules like are like on Christmas, but I doubt we're going to be making time for a podcast. So we're going to have to figure out whether will or not- Grizzly Grizzly Matthews be making a appearance that not until the 27th okay so we got some i will be heading up to maine after the holiday proper um for you know to do my usual grizzly matthewsing uh so you know we and we can talk about that on our own we will have a show for you next saturday um you know we could always do a saturday morning show Uh, here's a question i have for the neighborhood at some point you and i doc should entertain the idea of doing this, maybe not live necessarily, but I would like to try to get some more engagement. How do you feel about getting some engagement during the show itself and not, you know, so somebody can listen to the show as we do it and then... Like we, doing a live stream of the show? I'm, I'm just curious. You know, my original hesitation was because I didn't know that we would be able to censor ourselves, but I think history has proven that we've got a pretty good thing going here, and we don't go too crazy, because I get uncomfortable and hide in the corner every time. I do occasionally say your real name. <laughs> I mean, that's the only... I mean, you know... Wait, wait what do you mean, D.C. Matthews? It's not my real name. Balderdash! That's... And the that's, other thing is, if we're going to do a live stream of this, are we going to... But we do the video? No. 
We would not do the video. They, if NAI, I mean, NAI I think if, Pod broadcasts live without the video, it's just the. Well, don't logo. you think that would be a good differentiator for us? I mean, you've I'm, said before you'd like to get some of these facial expressions out there. If you want uh-huh. to put yourself on video, and I'll hold up a little cardboard. If I can wear an Oscar mask. <laughs> Did you see the fan in the audience? I have, you know, uh, wearing the Oscar mask. Are they selling those now? I'm not WWE sure. Shop. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So I'm looking it up. So. All right, folks, get ready for some typing. I was quiet. You were actually. That was really quiet. All right, Oscar official. They have. I love that Oscar has official merchandise now. You can buy. Oh my goodness! Not only are there two different Oscar T-shirts for nine ninety nine for one month of WWE Network. You can buy an Oscar mask. The Oscar mask, in fact, is a $0.04 savings over the WWE Network's monthly price. It's $9.95 as opposed to $9.99. That is no, a four- the, the mask is $9.99. Oh, I thought you said $9.95. No, $9.99. The t-shirts are $24.99. All right, all right, all right. Never mind, but all right. you can buy for the one month of WWE Network. You oh, that's buy- a category. That's a category. Best merchandise. Oh, who's like got the that. best merch? I like that. Very nice. Uh, I think we also have determined um, what, and, and maybe this should also be a category, uh, best Halloween costume. You know, we could talk about, Ooh. you know, because I, I think Doc Manson will be dressing like Asuka for Halloween 2016. Um, uh, I don't know if I'll be dressing like Asuka, but my I might request that my wife does. I'm walking away again. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting uncomfortable. Uh, all right. Uh, but that's a good idea. You know, we could talk about, you know, out, and maybe it's a single outfit. Maybe it's not, the, you know, the wrestler, but maybe it's the one thing that, you know, you know, you might bring up Finn Balor's Jack the Ripper demon, which did look pretty cool. I'm just going to throw this out here right now. We've got 12 categories already. So... We're going to have to maybe pair ours back, see what we get for the neighborhood. Right, I don't I'll know stop. how many categories we're realistically going to be able to do on a single show. I've pulled a survey off with 150 questions. I I'm just, well, we I mean, here's the thing, though. I know we normally try to keep this podcast to a nice trim hour and a half. The last couple episodes were closer to two. I mean, I think an award show could be a special event. Now, this could be a four hour pod, that's what I'm saying. I, I will say this New Year's Day, to the best of my knowledge, is currently a day neither of us have to work. True. We could actually do a in-person show. Ooh. Maybe we won't live stream it, but we could do the DDT Awards in person, face-to-face, instead of Skype-to-Skype. And if we do it in the middle of the day, who knows how long we'll go. Indeed, All I'm saying. All I'm saying. It's not DDT Daily, that. No promises, folks. But this has this idea has some merit. This has some legs. Yes, That's indeed. What this has. This has All right. Legs. All right. Um, I have one last question. Indeed. Before, does Stephanie McMahon have the best slaps in world wrestling entertainment? Well, certainly better than Charlotte's. I mean, her chops are the worst thing I've seen. Uh, she is very close to no longer existing. Did you note that we, we, we had this entirely positive conversation about TLC and Ron, how happy we were with the direction and everything, and Charlotte never came up? This is the first time we even mentioned her. I didn't watch the match. I, tur- I actually, at that point, went to bed. The Divas match came on. It was after 10. I was already in bed watching on WWE Network, and I just went, nope, pressed the yeah. power button, and went to sleep. I just thought so. about it. That category... 
check yourself before you wiggity whack wreck yourself. Write down that nominee. Ric Flair. Ric Flair needs to check himself. That's all I'm going to say. We can talk about this more later. Into a nursing home. (laughs) Never come out. Nice. All right, um, but I thought Stephanie McMahon's slaps were were fairly fierce. Indeed. All right, let's wrap up here a little bit because we are at our hour and a half mark. I'm happy about that. Um, we want you, friends, to email us at ddtwrestling at gmail dot com. Uh, you can send us your picks for categories for the DDT Awards or do it on Twitter hashtag DDT Awards we want your emails about any topic that you'd like in the world of professional wrestling we didn't talk about it but Doc Manson watched Ring of Honor for the first time in a few months oh yeah I totally did that I'm still not caught up maybe that'll be a goal for the weekend will be to try to catch up but um you could talk about that. You can talk about the DDT Awards, the NAI 150. You can ask us. You know, we didn't talk a lot about food on this episode, so maybe you want to inspire us to talk about our, you know, Erica, favorite holiday desserts. Erica, if you're still listening. Ah, yes. At uh, Grievance Error B, I believe. Pairings for bourbon and rye whiskey. And water. Wait on me. And water. Don't Shut up. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. All right. Uh... We're happy, folks. Doc Manson is as positive as you'll probably ever hear him by this time next week. Unless you give him some really good categories, he will probably be back to, you know, negative Ned over there. Hey! We are happy with the world of professional wrestling, WWE. I'm going to slow clap for you. I'm going to slow clap for you and the job you did with TLC and with Raw. You changed the entire face of wrestling heading into 2016. Well done. That's my final thoughts. Well done, WWE. I stand and slow clap for you. You know, uh, in light of Star Wars coming out uh, tomorrow, and, I mean, it will probably be the day before by the time you guys hear this, but regardless, uh, to quote to quote an old, you know, subtitle from going way back when... The first Star Wars film, WWE has successfully the given Phantom me... Menace! No, 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 the first one. Episode one. No, episode four is the first one. Get your mind around that! <laughs> WWE going into 2016 has brought me a new hope. That's beautiful. Should we have a category that the Jar Jar Binks Award? I mean, if we just want to... Oh, I can't say that on the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> that might be the Channel Changer Award. Yeah, I should, have, I should have ended on the New Hope, because that was a beautiful moment, and I ruined it. And I, I tried, but you always I, do ruin everything I, that I you know, do. That I'm start, if you're the host of the show, <laughs> I have to obstruct as the co-host of the show. I'm not sure that's something you have to do. I think that's just something I do. If I'm, we're going to reverse roles. So as we're reversing roles, take us out. How, let's wrap it up. I'll I'll leave you to wrap up the show. I mean, you basically already did, but real I didn't quick, mention I didn't mention our names. As you were saying, yes, get us those categories via email, or that's ddtwrestling at gmail dot com. Alternatively, you can send those to us on Twitter. Make sure you use the hashtag hashtag ddt awards. You can send those to at DC Matthews NAI That's or at me. Doc Manson. That's, That's you. me on Twitter. And you know what, folks? We are looking 
forward to hearing from you. We're going to have a great end of the year show. And until next time, we are Ghost. <laughs>